This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. for dinner last night and a lot of it so oh boy i don't feel as good as i could kablooey live from studio c c in your a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the armstrong and getty communications compound and today on a money brand new week we're under the tutelage of our general manager you know i i, I didn't pick a general manager this morning it got, this day got off to a really weird start you know the uh the, the news editor guy out there mm. In the newsroom, yeah, he, he started getting kind of mouthy, and things got really? a, a little weird. And so, uh-huh. so me and Michelangelo fought him, and, and we killed him. Um, and and luckily, Sean, who who always carries a bone saw, had it with him. You never know. So we chopped him up, and uh, and now Sean's wearing his clothes. Probably I can't tell ought to, you. Probably ought to come up with a story to explain it to management. Can't tell you how many times I've accidentally. Got into a fist fight, killed somebody, dismembered them, and put on their clothes. Right. It's things escalate <laughs> yeah, so right, quickly. Right. Is it that's, Thursday already? <laughs> that's why it's so important you don't throw that first punch. Right. Because it just the next thing you know, you're walking out the building in their clothes. Right. And a fake beard. Yeah. And exporting their body parts. <laughs> right. It goes like the, that A to B, like so fast. Right. It's really weird. Got to be careful. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, wearing a V-neck T-shirt. Yeah. Correct? Wow. Very yeah, well, we ran out of laundry. Very, out of laundry. very sexy. Good Showing morning. A lot of upper chest slash lower neck. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't do the wash. Good morning, Michelangelo. Hey, uh, pretty good. I uh, was just watching CNN. They were showing uh, Saudis apparently use body doubles, and they have footage of them using body doubles after the murder, which is pretty yeah. cool. But I thought it would be awesome to have a body double. Like, if the girlfriend's watching HDTV, you just slip in the other room, stick the body double out there in the family room or something, and... <laughs> You're yeah. off, you know, doing so your thing. And... We weren't planning to kill him. We just had a guy who looked just like him around. Right. Yeah. Ahead of time. And a bone saw. And a bone saw. Allegedly. Um, but the, the the key thing here is the leaders didn't know anything about it. There's some guys going rogue, going wild, exceeding their authority. I will tell you what, I did a lot of reading about MBS and more importantly, MBZ, who I'd never even heard of before. <laughs> Mohammed bin Zeppo, or whatever his name is. And, and wow, it's such a fascinating story. So deep, so so textured, so rich. MBZ sounds like MBS, but with a bigger engine. (laughs) Longer wheelbase. Um, uh, There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, New uh, binge watch alert. The, The newest season, this would be season three of Daredevil premiered on uh, Netflix on Friday, 13 fresh one-hour episodes. Me, as a man who has avoided any sort of responsibility or duty in his life, was able to watch all 13 of them this weekend. Wow, wow. And, oh, (laughs) my goodness, was there so much punching. These guys are like, hey, you should do this thing. I disagree. Punch, 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 punch. Oh, it was great. I couldn't, oh, I just churned through that stuff at an alarming rate. (laughs) So much punching. Uh, I couldn't fit in one hour of television in a week. It'd be impossible. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Ah, rats. 
Didn't win a dime on my personal Mega Millions or Powerball tickets. Now, we haven't checked isn't out. It, isn't it good, though? Because then nobody won. Right. And now it's up over a billion dollars. Right. It rolls over into our savings account. Our, <laughs> our plan of buying every single lottery number would have worked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It wow. would have this time. Damn it. Yep. No, Nobody won the Mega. Nobody won the Powerball lottery. So between the two, it's over two billion dollars if you won both of them yes which is uh yes. beyond astronomical <laughs> well you know i uh, think uh, i think i was mumbling and br- grumbling on friday i said if i didn't win uh, this time around i was going to give up on the lottery but 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 i got the itch and i'm feeling lucky so i You're went feeling lucky so i went back to yet another clean well-lit lottery emporium and loaded up on another round of tickets i want to quote one person who i saw interviewed yes. about this uh-huh. the greedy the greedy part of me wants to play only the mega millions because who can resist a billion and a half dollars but then the common sense in me says i should split my money between the two Diversify. Wow. Yes. yes. That's your, that's yes. your common sense. Huh? So that's that's when he gets to the rational common sense part, as opposed to the greedy part of him that was making decisions. And you're, <laughs> you're, I find that so hilarious. Your, your point is? <laughs> you're not going to win either one, no, dude. No, no, no. I'm feeling lucky. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, October 22nd, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and getting we approve of this program. All right, here we go then. Ready, set. Uh, let's begin the show at Mark. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, but sometimes the enemy of your enemy is just a jackass. There you go. <laughs> well said. So the guy's going through is, should I buy tickets for both or just for one? And he's thinking to himself, no, that's being greedy and irrational. Let me do the responsible thing. Look, and you could buy one or ten or stand on your head while you do it or or poop wooden nickels. It's not going to make any difference. (laughs) You're not going to win. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? As we've mentioned, now we got a body double involved in the Khashoggi case. Caravan of Central American migrants now more than 7,000 strong heading for the U.S. southern border. And Elon Musk ready to unveil his Hyperloop. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. One of the things I've learned from reading several older articles before any of this happened about MBS, he's been known as a badass who would kill you have you killed as soon as look at you for many years uh, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, It's not a surprise to anybody in Saudi Arabia hmm. the way he does business. Um, what are their uh, house mailbag looks? Oh, it's outstanding. We have some weekly shower thoughts for you that will amuse and enlighten. Also, a great freedom-loving quote of the day. All sorts of good stuff. I like to be amused and enlightened. Cool. You're in the right place. Stay tuned. Big day coming up. And boy, we're two weeks from tomorrow is the midterm election. We got uh, some talk about that coming up, too, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That's the key right there. Don't fight the feeling. Give yourself a chance. Right. You go fighting the feeling. Where do you end up? You get on the floor, you let's dance. 
Your feelings end up dismembered in a duffel bag. Exactly. Yeah. It's a metaphor. I'm up three pounds in two weeks, and you know what I blame? Eating? The eating. <laughs> Sorry, I stole your punchline. I'm an idiot. I it apologize. Is, it is the eating. I'm as greedy for punchlines as you are for calories, apparently. <laughs> the eating seems to be the real flaw in my plan. Tell me about it. Oh, God, did I eat over the weekend? Can anybody relate to this on a Monday morning thinking, I got to get this under control this week, more disciplined. Some friends were having a big birthday, like multi-day bash out in the woods, and they uh, they did ribs and brisket and chicken and salmon and uh, salads and rolls, and it was just ridiculous. Oh, and the booze. (laughs) Lord, there was booze. Mailbag. The Los Angeles Rams are the only undefeated NFL team at 7-0. and How do you like that? The L.A. Rams. Did you know the L.A. Chargers, who average attendance at games is 23 people, are uh, sitting nearly atop the AFC? Yeah, they're for the dang Chiefs. Yeah, the dang Chiefs. Be damned. Oh, that's right. I Los Angeles, which place. barely cares about football, has two of the best teams in the NFL currently. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from... Dean Alfonge, who who I don't know, but he lived from 1897 to 1989. It's rather long. I'm going to pick my favorite part. I do not wish to be a kept citizen, humbled and dulled by having the state look after me. I want to take the calculated risk to dream and build, to fail and to succeed. I refuse to barter incentive for dole. Those are original air names. Humbled and... You can never remember my air name, Dulled. Humbled and Dulled. Humbled and Dulled. <laughs> humbled and Dulled in the morning. Good morning. I'm humble. He's dull. <clears throat> Checking Hello. traffic together with the weather every at the 08s or something. I don't know. Here's your crime of day. Uh, 49th uh, section of the U.S. Code, paragraph 5124 and 49C. God, these letters and numbers go on for a, half, a line and a half. Makes it a federal crime to transport fire extinguishers. If they contain an extinguishing agent, that's flammable. Mm. Say that's a poor fire extinguisher, too. Yes, it's my gasoline gas-spraying fire extinguisher. You have to pull the cord. you got to prime it. You press it six times. Then that's your fire extinguisher. Oh, boy. Here are your shower thoughts. as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. This one's, uh, this one's going out to me because I do this a disturbing uh, number of times. When you choke on water, you've failed at breathing and drinking, the two most important activities in your life. (laughs) It's amazing how you can take a swallow tens of thousands of times. No problem. You seemingly do the same thing. Right. Goes down the wrong pipe and you cough and choke and feel like you're going to die or look like you're going to die. You feel okay, but everybody around you thinks you're dying. Right. You sound like you took a gunshot to the belly for the next 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, your speaking voice, that's very frustrating. Your debit card pays for things with past hours of your life, and your credit card pays with future hours of your life. Mm. Think about it. Yeah, I was just uh, hearing a story about with the interest rates going up, mm. which is good. Maybe we'll talk about that yeah, later, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's something yeah. we need. Yeah, I know. It's something we need. And I don't want to. <laughs> but uh, obviously, credit card interest rates are going up, too. So Yeah. Even a. Uh, Worse idea than it was before to carry a balance on your credit card. Yeah, we should talk about that. But yeah, you know the one thing that I've been thinking about lately is if you is credit card debt or any debt limits your choices in the future. You're not only 
you know, spending the money for the interest. You're spending your options. But I want it now. Well, okay. Who wins, the grown-up or the child? Hmm? Hmm? This is going out to our Star Wars fans. Jackie, have you still not seen the original Star Wars? I am uh, I am not up on the Star Wars. Yeah, see. If this That's was... with the uh, the uh, the guys in the white suits and Darth Vader and whatnot, right? right? Very right. good. There you go. Yeah. So you kind of picked up on it. Han Solo doesn't seem so great when you realize who his real-world analog would be. A trucker doing smuggling for drug cartels who shot a guy in a bar. <laughs> Not that clever. But that's the point. He came around and became a rebel hero. Spoiler alert, Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, My son says all his friends have seen Star Wars. He has not. I have no concept of how violent it is. How old do oh, you have to be fine. to see Star Wars? It's fine. Yeah, it's absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like uh, people get hit by uh, uh, like uh, ray guns. Pew, 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 pew. And they fall down. Hmm. But that's about as bad as it gets. He you should be 19. You know, my son is binge-watching, Sean. What's that? Is uh, Ozark. <laughs> chasing chasing Monsters, the guy who fishes for crazy fish around the oh, world. Oh, yeah. God, he loves Good that show. show. He cannot get enough of that Oh, show. I love and that And he show. talks about it all the time. I used to watch that with Little D, too. Yeah. Loves that show. That's great. Uh, this one's kind of serious, but, you know, for everybody who's lived with this sort of thing or had loved ones, uh, it's worth mentioning. Having an unseen handicap is like fighting through life with the difficulty set on high while everyone judges you against the default difficulty level. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. You know, the other thing, you know, who who was it who said, we were talking about this weeks and weeks ago, but somebody pointed out that um, everyone you run into is either suffering at that moment or somebody they love very much is at that moment. And we all ought to cut each other a little slack. But we won't. No, we won't. Because so on social media, breath. we hate everyone. Exactly. Everybody hates everyone. It's our, we're, we're, we're coming apart at the seams. Read Tribe by Sebastian Younger. I'm uh, rereading it now, and it's made me question everything. Absolutely everything. <laughs> it will make you question everything. It will, actually. Sometimes in order to get good at something you enjoy, you have to practice so much that you don't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true, which is why I am good at quite a few different things and very good at nothing. That is <laughs> yeah, that's, that is my sad reality. That's probably why I'm that way also. Yeah, I can I can get competent at kind of competent at a lot of things really quickly, but being mm-hmm. really good at it. Yeah, nah, nah. you'd get sick of it. And if, that's always been one of the most amazing things to me to get really good at. As that way with golf, eventually, uh, any musical instrument, uh, lots of different things. I just think, wow, you want to do that all day? Yeah. I admire it. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a strength or a weakness. It's almost certainly a weakness. Who am I trying to kid? Yeah. The only thing I've ever gotten really, really good at was baseball, and then I just kept getting hurt and said, F it. So it ruined me for life. So I'm just a sad, pathetic, mediocre man. I can eat a lot of crappy food and keep coming back for There's more. There's that. Yeah, and never get there tired you go. of it. There you go. <laughs> you get a hundred you get a hundred people in a room, you're gonna be the best one at that. Yes. And finally this. Forty years ago, if you told people that in forty years, most people would have in their pocket a calculator, flashlight, calendar, and an alarm clock. They would probably have envisioned it totally different than how it actually is. True that. I wonder, wow, what a fascinating experiment, which can never be done. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, John, longtime listener, John. Or if you to put it as, in the future, everyone will always carry a flashlight, right. a calculator, an alarm clock. You'd think, wow, what sort of why super stressful, difficult future? Dark. <laughs> Dark. Oppressive. Right. Nobody's sure what date it is. <laughs> right. You got to have a phone with you at all times because it's so dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I remember vividly when my my dad got a a beeper from work for the first time, right? And he was just oh, they think they can get a hold of me whenever they want. Now they got me on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have no idea how bad it's going to get, Dad. Uh, this is a uh, little note from Travis from uh, Olympia, beautiful Olympia, Washington. Uh, dear OSG and OMJ, for God's sake, the reason people who don't normally buy lotto tickets, buying lotto, lotto tickets when there's a giant jackpot, is because otherwise we don't think about the lotto. It's on my rate. It's not on my radar. Then it is. So that's a lot of it. Yeah, just yeah. the amount of advertising. <laughs> Some beautiful, uh, simple wisdom there, Travis. It's like you with donuts. I'm com- yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, I will yeah. eat a donut if there's one here, but if it's not, I don't even think of it. My capacity to overlook the obvious is uh, uh, is pretty amazing. I'm really good at that. But the people that do play the lottery do get they buy more tickets when it gets higher. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do think the radar thing is huge, but it's also the herd. We see the herd running, mm-hmm. and we need to run in the same direction. Uh, guys, remember that tape I asked for, Mike Langell? Uh guys, this is from David T in Iowa. We already have a national show. During the discussion of women and time travel, I was shocked, shocked, that Britney Spears never came up. Have you ever seen Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. Is that possible to time tra- travel speed? No. Yes, it is, Kevin. <laughs> okay, but not that we know of. Maybe, I think people can do that. I think some people are ahead of us. Ladies and gentlemen, Brittany Spears and her husband, Kevin Federline, stoned talking about time travel. Is it possible to time travel speed? I think some people are ahead of us. I think some people are ahead of us. I think most people are ahead of you. (laughs) On the other hand, you're making a zillion dollars a minute. Feel free to make fun of Britney Spears, who makes $50 million a week in Vegas (laughs) or whatever the hell it is. She's not going to play the uh, power ball because she can't take the cut and pay. Right. <laughs> Let's see. This is how much time do we have, Michael? I like this, but it's uh, it's serious. Let's depends see, on let's whether or not this. you believe in time travel speed. <laughs> we got to play that whole thing again. It's so funny. Uh, Phoenix Steve writes, "Gents, your discussion on breathing in other people's exhales, especially when vaping, reminded me of something I saw on the Science Channel. A noted physicist." A physicist said that every breath we take, we inhale a molecule or two that Caesar muttered when he said, et tu brute. Wow. And then that fascinating note that connects us to posterity, Steve goes on to say, it led me to consider we probably taking a molecule or two of every fart every dinosaur ever farted. Thanks for that. Way to go, Steve. Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. NBC poll that's out. NBC, who couldn't hate Donald Trump more, meet the press, is the same as MSNBC now in terms of the way they handle Donald Trump. It's just unbelievable. But Trump is at 47% 
in the NBC poll, his highest number ever. 47? 47! Wow. Boy, and now he's got the gift of the caravan approaching, but right so, in time for the midterm. But so for all the talk of, you know, he's just an outlier, crazy mistake, he shouldn't even be president, he's at almost 50% approval. Mm. It's which has just got to kill them at NBC. Anyway, let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, now we've got body doubles. Newly leaked surveillance footage from the killing of Jamal Khashoggi appears to show a man walking around in the writer's clothes in Istanbul after his killing. Hey, nice clothes. What are you going to do? Throw them away? Guy was a snappy dresser. CNN airing the footage citing a Turkish official is describing the man as a body double and a member of a 15-man Saudi team sent to Istanbul to target the writer. In case a fist fight breaks out uh-huh. and somebody dies and has to get sawed up. And the guy happens to look like old Khashoggi. So, That's why we're sending the 15 guys. So yeah. there's no reason in picking apart the it was a fist fight and he, he died right. story. Right. No. There's nobody's believes that. Nope. So the, the the interesting thing to me is why did they put it out the way they did? What's what's going on there? Right. Just so you have something to point to? Right. As opposed to just leaving nothing as an ex- explanation? Uh, is it is it better to have a nobody believes it explanation right. than a nothing explanation? I think so. It just they want it to go away. And they thought, all right, we'll we'll offer this up and it'll go away. Although you gotta understand, though some of the Saudis are, are Western educated, they're not used to explaining away uh, bad stuff Western style. Because they never have to. So I don't think they're very good at it. So and also, plus they just sn- clearly snuffed the guy. The fact that there is now video or pictures that two of the guys at least were right. were, were close to the security circle of MBS, mm-hmm. and there there is zero chance they are operating without his knowledge. Zero, right? So so not only is the whole fistfight thing obviously bogus, the guy at the very top had to have ordered this to happen. What we do with this as a country, I'm, I'm still confused by this. I think this is one of the most interesting stories that's happened in many, many years, partially because of the way our government's reacting. You got Lindsey Graham-type people, yep. a, along with Rand Paul, saying we got to, you know, cut off the Saudis. We can't work with MBS. Mm. Lindsey Graham. Yeah. That's really interesting. What is going on there? Obviously, a whole bunch of Democrats over the weekend were... Uh, saying Trump's being way too soft on Saudi right. Arabia, I just I'm confused by it all. Hey, Sean, see if you can dig up the uh, was it the Saudi ambassador or is he now the spokesman? Real slick, perfect English guy. He was uh, giving the official explanation of of what happened, and and we ought to have that tape to play it because he goes into how it was rogue elements who exceeded their right. authority. The prince had no idea we, that we have apprehended them. They will be uh, dealt with. They uh, clearly. Individuals acting without authority right. who have exceeded their job descriptions. And so that's the story, and they're sticking to it until something else happens and, and we all stop paying attention. Meanwhile, the caravan of as many as 7,000 like Central... this, for instance. 7,000 Central American migrants who say they are trying to find refuge from violence in their countries. That caravan still moving north under the close watch of an army of Mexican federal police in riot gear... President Trump tweeting... God, I'm looking at the picture right there on the TV. That's a big group of people. Yes. Oh, yeah. A couple of 7,000, you said? Yes. A couple of weird developments in Mexico where the uh, the Mexican federales, uh, several hundred of them, arrayed 
and formed a giant blockade. Riot gear, weapons at the ready as the migrants were a few miles down the road. And then at some point it just broke up and they went away. They changed their mind. Yeah. They dismantled the blockade and the people kept on a walking. So what Mexico is doing, nobody knows. But if you didn't know it was impossible, you could believe that Donald Trump was behind the caravan. I mean, it is such a gift oh, yeah. to Donald Trump. Yeah. I'll let Marshall finish then a media note on this. Trump tweeting this morning, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador were not able to do the job of stopping people from leaving their country and coming illegally to the U.S. We will now begin cutting off or substantially reducing the massive foreign aid routinely given to them. Boy, have you heard Trump's closing argument for the elections? This election is about Kavanaugh, the caravan, law and order, and common sense. But the caravan's right up there. Right. So, uh, a couple of notes. Number one, while I agree with him mostly on the broader points of immigration policy, I I, I don't know exactly how Honduras and El Salvador and Guatemala are supposed to imprison people in their country. There are only a few countries on Earth that are good at that, and they're loathsome. So, it's keeping people out that countries are supposed to do well, not in. Uh, The other thing is, and, and bear this in mind, and it's got to be... All everything pivots on Donald J. Trump on CNN. So CNN has has gone whole hog into portraying these people in glowing, fawning, worshipful terms that they're they're profiling the them. They're walking along, yeah, with the caravan people about how they're brave, they're humble, they're seeking a better life. Right. This loving mother cradling her children. They're going full on. These are angels who we must embrace because that's the anti-Trump right. position. I thought that was uh, hmm. interesting. Well, the Dodgers managed to knock off the Brewers 5-1 in Game 7 on Saturday. They're advancing to the World Series. That win powered in part by Yasio Puig. Puig drills one deep into left center field. Well hit, and that one is gone. A home run. Yasio Puig, a three-run shot. Boston Red Sox, game one is going to be tomorrow. They'll be the Dodgers and the Sox. Oh! And what are the odds makers saying on that? I haven't seen that. Somebody know? I believe Boston's the favorite. Okay, I'll look at that. At this point, the Rams in control for the entire game as they cruise past the 49ers 39 10 in Santa Clara. Todd Gurley run, uh, ran rather for two touchdowns, caught another one for LA. Gurley, the catch in the 15, the 10, the 5 gets a block. Gurley goes in for the third time today. Touchdown, Todd Gurley. Touchdown, L.A. He's a girly man. Rams 7-0, the last unbeaten team left in the NFL. And you got the Chargers over the Titans 20-19 in London. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Um. Yeah, so we got a lot more on uh, MBS and what he's all up to. I did a lot of reading over the weekend, and that's a hell of an interesting uh, little kingdom I got going there. Yes, please. I want to hear all Saudi about Saudi Arabia. That. He is a badass. Good news if you're a West Virginian and you want to be dead. There's a new opioid coming on the market. It's more addictive than fentanyl, I said. Oh, you're kidding. No. Is this one of the man-made sort of things? It's it's literally going to be on the market. You can get it at a pharmacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a real drug just to, to treat pain? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. That Fantastic. Much more. Much more. We need one of those. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. MBS. He grew up in a home mansion the size of a city block with his five brothers and sisters. His mom, one of four wives, uh, also lived in the house, and they and they had no fewer than forty servants. Imagine growing up with forty servants in your home as a kid. I I can't even imagine what like the last. 35 did. I'm sorry, like 25. I could get 15 servants busy, I think. But <laughs> the next 25, I don't, know, I don't know what to have them do. You think you can keep how many servants busy? 15. I like how your response to that stat was, what are the logistics of the help? Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't we have some redundancy here? Can't we Can't we streamline this a little bit? Listen, Servants. clearly I got four of them on the house and grounds. Well, you got four wives. I'm big on the topiary, you know, bushes that look like <laughs> dinosaurs. I love that. Keeping four wives happy would be it. Boy, four wives. It would be fatal. That's what it would be. You it would kill me. Five brothers and sisters, so six kids, although there's you know plenty of moms and dads that have handled six kids on their own without... 40 to 50 servants that include gardeners, maids, cooks, and drivers. Shout out to my Mormon brothers and sisters, huh? Actually, I have an article later. They figured out the most difficult number of children to have. Really? Yeah, through statistics. A thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember hearing the wisdom, then living it, that once you have that third kid, you go from man to man to zone. Um... And a little history on that. His grandfather, the, the the guy who started the House of Saud, after years and years of civil war there in that part of the world, he won and established a country, Saudi Arabia, and he was the king. He won. And uh, he's the one that met with uh, President Roosevelt and started our relationship in the 30s. And we've been close with them ever since. And they got the oil and... Uh, and uh, they give it to us, and we help them out with security from foreign enemies, and et cetera, et cetera. But so that guy, his grandfather... Bragged of having married no fewer than 135 virgins. Wow. And by married, they mean rape. Right. Yeah. Because they had no choice. You have no choice. Yeah. So, And he sired at least 42 sons and 55 daughters. Wow. Which is a lot of kids. And therefore, you've got hundreds of grandsons, because only a male can be in any leadership role in Saudi Arabia. Obviously. Hundreds of grandsons, including MBS, that all feel entitled to the throne, feel like that they should be in the running. And he outmaneuvered all those people to mm-hmm. end up in charge of Saudi Arabia currently. Through kindness and, and, yeah. and, and gifts, timely gifts. His own father. And gentle persuasion. It was the governor of Riyadh for uh, almost 50 years and earned the reputation as a ruthlessly efficient executive. He was the family enforcer for the House of Assad. So he grew up around a dad who kept people in line by having a file on anybody, on everybody, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and willing to use whatever violence to keep people in line, and he grew up that way. And as a young man, there's a great story in The New Yorker about, um, as a young man, MBS wanted a piece of land, and he was told, no, he couldn't have it. And he sent uh, uh, a bullet in an envelope to that person and said, 
I want my land. And so he became known on the street. I forget what his nickname is, but he's got a nickname in Saudi Arabia, Man of the Bullet, I think is what it comes out to in English. Oh, boy. Just, you don't do what he wants Mr. to Mr. Bullet Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Making the copies, Mr. Bullet Guy. <laughs> and so he's been, he's been known as that since he was a very young man, as he will do absolutely anything, legal wow. or, or not, to get what he wants right. and moved, maneuvered his way up through that. But pivoting slightly, there's a, another really interesting article in the Washington Post yesterday by this guy, Max Boot, who I really enjoy reading, who talked about um, we make all kinds of friends with bad guys always have and use the example of that police chief in Afghanistan that got blown up last week. I am. Uh, Remember that story? Yeah. So the police chief. One of our chief, generals got hit, too, in the crossfire, turns out. But this police chief was one of our guys. I mean, we we... We helped put him in power and keep him in power as the police chief there in Afghanistan. He got he got murdered by the Taliban, but he is known to have tortured uh, children. Oh, if he needed the answer, whether it turned out they were guilty or not, he went and wiped out a whole bunch of people, just killed them over a personal dispute on his farm. But he was our guy, yeah. the Obama administration yeah. and the Trump administration. And Max Boot making the point, look, we do business with these kind of people. Always have if we think it's going to further our aims. Right. To act like MBS is no some alternative, good alternative, sure. To act like MBS is some completely out of our uh, worldview situation right. is just not knowing what's going on. Which is what's confused me from the beginning. I don't get why Lindsey Graham and company are making such a big deal. I don't either. I keep thinking there's something I don't know. That Yeah, exactly. That, That's what makes me think there's a giant piece to this that I'm missing that we're right. not aware of yet. Yeah, they're trying to leverage something or someone gaining power. I don't, I don't know. But uh, more on that a little bit later, including MBZ, who turns out to be a really big deal. The, the existence of MBS is because of MBZ. Really? Mohammed bin Zeppo, <laughs> or whatever his name is. <laughs> Mohammed bin Zoom. Well, okay. My son did not like the manwich. Very disappointed. I'd been telling him, you've never had a sloppy Joe. God, you're going to love a sloppy Joe. And he didn't like it. And I got to admit, I don't like the manwich as much as I like to like my grade school sloppy Joes. I don't remember how we made sloppy Joes. I got sloppy a, Joe mix, I think. Yeah, yeah. I need regular sloppy Joe mix. Manwich yeah. is just a little too zingy. Yeah. A little too much. Kids don't like zingy. No, no. You got the tender taste buds. Got a day long back. He, he forced down a half of it. He was doing the thing that kids do where you... Take a bite, and then you take a drink of water really oh, fast boy. to try to get it down. Yeah. <laughs> you put uh, cheese on there? Grated cheese? No. Oh, shredded. Not grated. Shredded. No. Potato chips. Shro- potato what? chips on top, that's and then right. you crunch them with the, with the bun. Oh, that's good eating. We're right a cheese there. family. Cheddar. Sometimes provolone. Sometimes. We called them sloppy daddies. I tried not to get out of control. my name. I only ate five of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm the highest weight I've been in like a year now. We're going to have to have a coincidence. (laughs) Right, exactly. Have positive Sean go uh, grab one of those big orange construction cones and put it right in front of one of those stalls. Keep it it ready for you. It's unrelated to the eating, my weight gain. Your system is going to be like Honduras. There's going to be a caravan out soon. (laughs) It's it's too dangerous and ugly in there. Oh, boy. Hilarious. All right. So, what time is it? What? Oh, we got. We have time. 
There's so many delightful things to talk about. What are you in the mood for? Um, uh, we are going to talk about the midterm elections later, not now. Uh, they're two weeks from tomorrow. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing uh, people acting like this will solve everything, whichever direction it goes. I'm tired of hearing that. But uh, more on that later. Well, right. But there are some really interesting, different uh, things happening from previous midterms that are worth considering. And and I, I almost want to like write it down on our dry erase board here. The current situation, and then see how the midterms come out, because so much of conventional wisdom is no longer useful these days. I'm kind of curious to see whether the sure. set that I'm intrigued by is worth a damn anymore. Oh, yeah, but, but going with, in the past, A happened, then B and C would happen. Yeah, forget it. None of that matters anymore. Yeah. So a couple of things really quickly before uh, we get to the news. A uh, This is awful, awful. But a woman was raped in Santa Cruz, California, jogging, and a disheveled, crazy, matted, beard, homeless guy followed her into a bathroom and did the unspeakable. Uh, Just keep in mind that in your progressive town, they think you crossing the street to avoid that person is a character flaw on your behalf, in you. 100% true. I've been told that to my face. So, ladies, if you're jogging and see a character like that following you, don't take any defensive maneuvers because that would make you a bigot or something. Yeah, or if you're with your kids and you cross the street because you don't want to walk by the homeless people, yeah, there's something wrong with you. You're, You're prejudging people. And the Western world is losing its mind as science is reconsidering whether there's actually a biological difference between males and females. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.